It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and more with myself, Naomi, from twinfo.com.au and joining me in the co-host chair for the first time is Tiffany from motherhoodunplugged.com.au. Hello, Tiffany, and thank you so much for stepping in and helping us out. Hey, Naomi, no problem at all. I'm so excited to be here. So some of you would remember Tiffany. She's been a guest on our podcast before. And for those of you wondering where Nikki is, don't worry, she will be back. You may have noticed we haven't released a podcast in, like, forever, but poor Nikki's had a bit of a tough six months, so she's having a break. But people kept asking me when the next podcast was coming out. Um, So the lovely Tiffany, who is also a twin mum and a blogger at motherhoodunplugged.com.au, has offered to step in and help out. So, Tiffany... For our listeners, can you just give us a quick 30-second recap of your multiple birth experience? Um, And then we're going to move straight into meeting our guest for today's episode. Yeah, thank you, Naomi. Um, So I am the proud mum of six-year-old twin boys. Uh, My parenting journey started a little, um, I guess, unconventionally or different to what I had in my mind. I was 23 years old when I um, spontaneously fell pregnant with twins. And um, I'll never forget that day when I was told that I was going to be having two babies, not one, and wondering how the hell am I going to manage this? Um, But I am super stoked to say that six years in, I have finally sort of worked it out. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. And I love love, um, chatting with other twin mums and sharing stories. I'm excited to chat to our guest today. Excellent. So today's guest is Rhiannon, who's joining us. Um, And I'm not going to introduce Rhiannon. I'll let her do it to herself. So Rhiannon, welcome to Talking Twins and More. Hi, and thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about this. Excellent. So tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you became to be a mother of multiples. Um, Well, me and my partner were trying to fall pregnant um and after a year it finally happened and um not expecting it at all went for my dating scan and yeah they found two in there and I was extremely shocked and and it took me probably three days to actually accept it and get excited about it (laughs) But um, yeah, people often think that, you know, you're going to have instant euphoria um, when you find you're pregnant with twins. But I mean, a lot of it is, oh, my God, what, you know, how are we going to cope? How? Yeah, exactly. How? And I just kept saying sorry to my partner, like (laughs) somehow my fault, like because we planned it, you know, like we we thought we were financially in a position to do this. We can afford to have a child. And, um, yeah, and then when we found out it was two, it was like, well, how? How do you even do this? Um, But, yeah, they're two years old now. Um, They're amazing, but they're two, so they're also terrible. (laughs) What about you, Tiffany? Two years was a bit challenging? Uh, Yes, it was. Um, Yeah, it was probably not my most challenging year, but I won't tell you that, Rihanna, because... um... (laughs) (laughs) I know because you hear all these things about the terrible twos and I kind of bite my tongue and go hmm you don't know what's coming (laughs) 
Yeah. Do you know yeah. what? I have been warned. I have been warned. People keep saying, mm, yeah, but then there's three. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Three was my challenging year, I think. Um, Me but... too. So, um, Rhiannon, um, what was your partner's reaction? Was, was Honestly, he, it was quite hilarious, actually, because the poor little sonographer girl, when she found two in there, I just swore at her, like not aggressively, yeah. just like, no, no, you're wrong. Check again. Like, you know, and my partner, honestly, I looked over at him and his eyes, it was almost like, like a cartoon, like Looney Tunes, like his eyes had almost exited his skull, staring <laughs> <laughs> at the image. And um, he just went silent. And we both were just like, um, uh, okay. And then um, the poor bastard had to go back to work. Oh, no. <laughs> And then when he got home from work, he just kind of walked around the house sitting in random places, just going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was yeah, really funny when I look back on it, but we were both just in absolute shock. And I tried to blame him. I was like, there must be twins in your family. It's got to be your fault. And then, yeah, they're identical. So there's no one to blame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think there is ever, ever any news that equates to finding out that there's more than one baby in there. Um, and, yeah, Ooh, it's, it's just I love hearing that story. I get little tingles. Um, yeah, it's funny. It's, I find it always funny because, I like, my response was very similar to yours. But when people say to me now, oh, you know, like, how did you manage? I was like, oh, no, it's fine. I've got two hands, two boobs. My problem is, like, I feel for the triplet mums because in my mind, it's just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh, Those my God, yes. Yeah. the mothering world. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, just, but... <laughs> I couldn't, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I hold the triplet mums and everything just in awe. It's, yeah, so different, isn't it? I actually it? passed a triplet mum in the shops the other day. Um, they probably, they would have been maybe four. And I just looked her dead in the eyes and I just went, you're my hero. And just kept walking <laughs> and she kind of laughed and, and shook her head like, you know, it was nothing. And I was like, no, but you are like, you're amazing. Absolutely. So talk us through your pregnancy, Rhiannon. Like um, how did you, how, were you sick? Did you cope? Were you, you know? Well, you know what? I was really lucky in the way that I didn't have any real morning sickness. Um, I got a little bit queasy like, mm, am I? but I never actually got ill, ill. And I thought, yay, you know, lucky me, because some people get so sick. And um, I mean, <laughs> I was an emotional basket case in the first trimester. Um, my poor partner, I mean, he would walk into the kitchen and there would be bread everywhere and me sobbing on the floor because I couldn't pull the Helga's rats apart without <laughs> them tearing. And <laughs> just start throwing wraps around the kitchen and sobbing on the kitchen floor. And he'd just like hide in the hallway and wait for it to pass. I was quite lucky. I mean, I did get um, gestational diabetes, but I was able to manage that um, through just diet. I was very lucky with that. Um, but um Restless legs was probably the worst part of my pregnancy. 
I'd never experienced restless leg syndrome before and I was I just wanted to chop them off like I don't need these anymore surely I can get rid of them it was just so frustrating was it um, night time mainly at night time occasionally I'd get it during the day but mainly at night time and um that was probably more towards um the third trimester the, the, the last part of it you know as you would know you're so you're so big you're so uncomfortable that even the slightest thing just feels so much heavier absolutely um but I my my twins are MCDA so um relatively high risk I really like the fact that I got to have so many ultrasounds I actually had a friend who was pregnant at the same time but she was only having the singleton and she only got to have like two ultrasounds and I was having them every two weeks and I got to see them and I thought that was fantastic um I do agree what about you Tiff yeah it helped I was a really anxious pregnant woman and so it definitely helped with my anxiety of being able to see them a lot more frequently because yours are particularly as well aren't they yes yes they are so um, it was good, particularly in those early days before I started feeling movement, I found it helped calm my nerves. Absolutely, I agree. Until you can feel them move, it, it's nice to see their little heartbeats. And, and then when they do start moving, you're like, oh, this is magical, this is amazing, oh, my God. And then as they grow and they don't stop moving, you're like, okay, you guys can calm down in there, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do miss that feeling though. I really do. Now that it now it's not happening, and you know, I don't yeah. have one with a foot under my rib and another one with yeah. a, in my pelvis, and you know, I, it, in hindsight, I look back at it very fondly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. agreed. Do you get those? Um, sometimes, still, even now, six years on, I get I call them phantom baby kicks, and I'm like, oh my gosh! Like, I think I feel like. I don't know. It's a very bizarre yes. feeling. <laughs> yes. And you've got to stop me. Did I, did that happen or did my brain yeah. do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the best. So where did um, you, like how far along in your pregnancy did you get and everything like that, Rhiannon? Um, so at 35 weeks, I went in for a routine ultrasound um, and they told me I wasn't, going home um, twin b was having blood flow issues for the second week in a row mm -hmm. i'd had the same sonographer throughout every my entire pregnancy i always managed to get the same person um and she said to me darling you're not going home um it's not too serious like she definitely put my mind at ease a bit there but she said you're not going home um you'll be having these babies very very soon so um I was admitted to hospital at 35 weeks and then at 35 and two, I had my cesarean. And um, that was wild. Um, for me, my anxiety took over. Um, it was really funny because I was like, you know, get out, I want them out, I want them out. And then they're like, okay, they're coming out. I'm like, oh my God, no, I'm not ready for this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and. During my C-section, I really, um, unfortunately, let my anxiety kind of take over and control me. And I don't think I was 
mentally present for a lot of it. I just kind of, yeah, went into a bit of a panic attack. I was really lucky. We had um, a nurse in there that took it upon herself to take my partner's phone and took photos and filmed a lot of it. So I look back on that and I feel like I was there. Um, But I was just, yeah, I went into full anxiety mode. So if I can give anyone advice about that, it would be don't let your anxiety ruin that really exciting, beautiful moment, you know. Oh, you just said that beautifully because I can relate to that 100%. I look back and think I let a time, I had a textbook perfect pregnancy and I let my anxiety and worries ruin, ruin at that time that I'll never get back again. So Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm a bit the same, um, I have to say. Uh, I, yeah, and even just the first little bit of time when they were born and everything like that, I wish I could do that over again. I think, um, we, I mean, all three of us here are first-time parents. I often wonder if it would have been different if I had been a parent to a singleton first um if I would have enjoyed the whole thing well not enjoyed because I absolutely loved being pregnant and I loved having my babies and everything like that but just that whole anxiety definitely you know sitting on your shoulder the whole time isn't it absolutely well any high-risk pregnancy you're always going to have that oh I hope they're okay um but yeah sometimes we kind of let it really take over and when I look back and think back on it like, Jesus, I spent some time worrying that I should have just been present and enjoying it because God knows I'm never going through it again. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, gosh, you're getting me right in the feels there because, um, yeah, that's one of my biggest, I guess, almost regrets is that, um, yeah, I, I, I was just, yeah, I wish I'd been a bit more just, in the present with them rather than doing things that I thought I had to do and yeah just just be with them oh Naomi that's so true doing things that you thought that you needed to do because someone on social media said it or you read it in a book and it's it just ruins it well it doesn't sorry ruin it is not the right word but I definitely I have a lot of regret around that as well yeah yeah it's it's hard isn't it I don't know and then um Rhiannon, so they were born at 35 plus two. So um, did you have a special care? Yeah, yeah. So um, my firstborn, Saoirse, she was um, 2.4 kilos. And then her sister, Kiana, she was 1.9. So she was significantly smaller. um, And they went straight to special care. Um, I said to the anaesthetist, <laughs> I said, um, I just want a shot of whiskey. And as soon as they're out, <laughs> like I can't, you know, they couldn't sedate me or anything like that, but all my anxiety, I, was, I just want a shot of whiskey. And he's like, I'll make you a shot of whiskey. And, I, and as soon as they're out, I'll give you a shot of whiskey. Obviously that was an, another concoction um, that he made up. So as soon as they're out, he's like, are you ready for your whiskey? And I was like, yes, please. I just wanted to feel calm. And so he um, gave me my shot of whiskey, but I feel like it was more like the bottle. Um, <laughs> and I just, 
I was just out of it. And so the girls were whisked off to um, special care and my partner went with them and he actually decided who was going to be named who. I thought that was kind of like a special thing for him because I had a big say in what the names were going to be, um, <laughs> as you do. I you worded that. I had a big say. <laughs> so I allowed him to have that little moment there where he got to decide who was who. Um, so, yeah, I went to recovery. They went to special care. And um, a couple of hours later, they they tried to push me up there in a bed and I kind of made them put me in a wheelchair so that I could go up to special care and just look at them. And I was just almost disconnected from it because it was it didn't seem real. Like I kind of expected to have this amazing first up bond thing and I was just looking at them shocked, like what what the hell, you know? And, I mean, within within a two days I was, like, infatuated by them. But I was just shocked, literally shocked for two days just staring at them going, oh, my God, oh, my God, what the hell, you know? Yeah, it does. I sort of was expecting to get that overwhelming feeling of love straight away as well as a first-time mum. But then I think for me the shock and sort of, facing the reality of what was going to be taking home two humans and I've made this joke so many times I'm like I had to do 100 hours of driving before I could get my license and you're just (laughs) going to give me these two humans and let me take them home like it just blew my mind (laughs) it doesn't seem right (laughs) when you say it like that oh my goodness I remember leaving special care and we were like what we just walk out with them? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, no one's gonna check. Is someone gonna stop us? And and then yeah, and then I we, I remember walking in the house and we put them down, still in their um, capsules on the coffee table. We sat in the couch and we just looked at each other and we were like, "What the expletive do we do now?" Like we were just like. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we weren't prepared for this. Like, you know, we spent so long trying to get pregnant. And, you know, then we had some complications. They were in special care for a month. We come home and suddenly we're on our own with them sitting in the lounge room. We were just like, oh my gosh, what do we do now? It was so, when I look back on it, it was funny. But at the time, we were just like shell shocked. <laughs> Absolutely. Same with us. We, our girls spent 10 days in special care and I mean that was great as a first-time parent um, because we got to learn how to change a nappy and you know bathe a child and do all the things and by the end of the 10 days we were like we're just ready to take them home we just want to get them home yeah we're ready for this let's do this and then we got them home and it was like oh my god I was just holding them standing there in the lounge room going what where do I put them what what do I do (laughs) And you get home and you kind of wait for them to do something and you're like, oh, what do I do now? Do I? (laughs) Where's the call nurse button? Somebody. Yeah. Now, Rhiannon, did you have um, preeclampsia? Yes. So, yeah, that was very interesting. The day I was admitted to hospital, nobody said anything to me. Um, I did ask. 
I asked them if I could just go home, take my car home, because, you know, hospital parking is expensive, um, get my bag and come back in. And they were like, oh, no, we want you to stay here. Your blood pressure is a little bit high. And I'm like, you just told me I'm having two babies any day now. My blood pressure is going to be a little bit high. <laughs> like, what do you expect? But they didn't actually give me any, <laughs> any more information. Like, they, you know, they wanted me to wee in the cup. And, Jesus, that was hard because Saoirse was just whatever she was doing with my uh, bladder not happening. Um, but um, when I was admitted, they, they took me into my room and they're like, hey, you know, this is this and that's that and there's your bed and there's the bathroom and this is this button. If you press this button, that'll call us. If you press this button, that'll call the whole hospital. Do not press this button. And, you know, I laughed it off with the nurse, didn't think anything of it. Um, exactly 24 hours, almost to the minute, I swear, um, after having the girls, um, a nurse came in to do some routine obs as they do after surgery and she checked my blood pressure and she's like, oh, that's a little bit high. I'm just going to check it again manually. I didn't think anything of it. Um, and then she's like, I'm just going to go get my supervisor. And another nurse comes in and she checks my blood pressure and then she checks it again. And then she turns around and presses the button that they told me not to press. Oh, and no. suddenly my room is, I, I feel fine. I know nothing. My room is suddenly filled with nurses and doctors and the doctor's like almost shoving pills down my throat. You know how you do when you've got to give your dog like a tablet? <laughs> <laughs> he's like take this and he keeps checking it and keeps checking and I'm like what is going on and I start shaking and they're like you need to calm down and I'm like yeah yeah I need to fucking calm down yeah great that's gonna happen like and I started getting kind of snarky with the nurses and I was like if you're not going to tell me what's going on you can get the fuck out and um and they're like they got a bit shitty with me as you would and then the doctor actually said you guys need to get the fuck out. And I was like, yo, bro, had my back. Like, thank you. And then he explained what was happening. Um, your blood pressure is extremely high. This is preeclampsia. We need to get your blood pressure down so you don't have a seizure and a stroke. And I was like, oh, what? Like, I had no idea that it was even a thing. I mean, I'd seen it um, on Facebook in the groups when I posted pictures. Yeah. Yeah, like I'd post pictures of my fat, swollen feet and be like, lol, prego feet, and people are like, ah, oh, check the preeclampsia. But I didn't really look into it. My blood pressure had been phenomenal throughout my entire pregnancy. And then suddenly, immediately after having them, it was just insane. So they took me down to um, ICU and they um, gave me magnesium sulfate drips and they checked my blood pressure every two minutes and then every five minutes and then every 10 minutes and then every 15 minutes until it had come down. Um, but I was still just like, guys, like I feel fine. I'm just stressing because you guys are stressing, you know? And yeah, I was told that it's incredibly dangerous because you don't feel like there's anything wrong. Wow, how incredibly scary. It was. It was terrifying. And my partner had just stepped out of the room to go and call my mum. And 
And then he's coming back towards the room and there's like lights and and sirens and he's like, oh, something's going down. And as he walks further down the hallway, he's like, oh, well, that's, that's down around that area. And then he walks into my room. He's like, oh, my God, it's happening. And he overheard them say preeclampsia. So he just walks in very calmly, sits down and starts Googling it. But he didn't like, he didn't say anything. His face didn't show anything, but he was apparently just sitting there going, holy fucking shit, this is very serious. And meanwhile, getting snarky at the nurses who were trying to save my life. (laughs) Wow. But I think that's completely understandable if it wasn't sort of, yes, I appreciate that they were doing their job and just trying to address the situation. But I think it's also important that you were aware of what was going on. Um, Because I guess, as you say, how is it going to help your blood pressure if you've got all these doctors and nurses fussing over you and no one's actually said, this is what we're doing and why we're doing it? And why? Exactly. Like, I had no idea. And they're, like, shoving cannulas in both my arms and take this pill and take that pill. And just all I wanted was someone to tell me what the hell was going on. And they're just going, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. (laughs) How am I going to do that? I start shaking, panicking. Yeah, sure. Hold on while I just calm down. Good one, guys. So how long were you in ICU for? Uh, 24 hours. Okay. And I had to be um, watched. Like there was a nurse in there with me at all times and um, constantly checking my blood pressure. Um, and they're, trying to, they're like, oh, just relax, you know, try and get some rest. And so you start like kind of dozing off neck minute. Your arm starts that, that squeezy thing with the blood. Yeah, sure. I'm just going to have a little nap, guys. Um, so you couldn't say yeah. at all? No, well, that, that's the thing. Um, after they'd got me hooked up to the magnesium sulfate um, and all the other bits and pieces they had to do, one of the nurses asked about my children and I said their names and they were in special care and she just disappeared and then she came back with Sorsha and she just kind of put her on my chest She's like, oh, they've let me bring her down here She's because she was quite healthy. And, um, yeah, they, they've let me bring her down here and, you know, just have a cuddle with her. And honestly, after all that shit fuckery that was, you know, the mess of getting to ICU, that moment they put her on my chest, it was just like instant calm. Like yeah, she just wow. it was magic. She just fixed it, you know, like, and all I could do was just be there with her and it was magical absolutely magical yeah really calmed me down isn't that amazing that's so beautiful to hear I felt very lucky that they you know let let that happen but um I think the big takeaway here is um preeclampsia is a thing but this is a thing that can be very very serious after you've had your children you know we all think it's a thing that's happening while we're pregnant. Yeah, I was but, you know. thinking that before when you said that. Um, yeah, I always, you would think from everything you hear that it generally happens before, but, yeah, that's quite scary. And one of the nurses actually said to me, this 24 hours after having your children is actually the most dangerous time. And I was like, well, shit, like, do people know this, you know, because they're all like 
concerned about it during the pregnancy. So, yeah, not to try and put fear into anyone, um, but, yeah, it's definitely a thing that needs to be monitored hmm. after. Excellent. That's, um, yeah, really useful for our expectant parents to know. Yeah. So um, you managed to bring them home, um, uh, like, after, what did you say, 10 days? Yeah, 10 days, 10 days. That whole time or did you go home? No, I was in, I was in hospital for four days, so um, did the ICU thing and then they wanted to monitor me for a couple of days and, you know, also cesarean, so... Yeah takes the takes a bit before you can kind of get moving again and then um I did get to come home but we spent a lot of time at the hospital as you do but also I also spent a lot of time sleeping because I knew not that you can bank it but I knew I wasn't gonna have a lot you know so and it's the best definitely your recovery as well yeah absolutely absolutely um and then yeah after 10 days they they said they're good to go. Um, there was no, like, once they were out, everything was fine, no complications, just very different sizes, you know, like Saucia seemed massive compared to Kiana. So <laughs> that was great because we were so worried we wouldn't be able to tell them apart, you know, as you do. <laughs> as you do as a first time and you think, oh, God, what if I can't tell them apart? And then we had Biggie and Smalls and it was like, no, we're all G here. Um, and then, yeah, got them home and didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> That's so. But then my mum moved up. So, yeah, she um, she helped a lot. That was great. Very lucky. Excellent. Gosh. Well, Rihanna, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. Um, that's been really interesting. I, I've certainly um, enjoyed it and I'm sure that um, our listeners will too. Um, we'd be really interested if anyone else has um, had preeclampsia um, to head to our Facebook page, Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast and share your experience. And Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us and helping out today. Yeah, it's been a pleasure and I love, um, I've loved chatting with you, Rhiannon. It's nice to, um, I think, you know, we feel these things as mums and often sometimes there's that little bit of hesitation to say it because you're like, oh, what if no one else feels the same way? And there's Absolutely. been a couple of things that you've shared today that I'm just like, oh, yes, hallelujah, I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I, I definitely did want to tell people about, the preeclampsia and certain things that um, I feel is important, something to um, to definitely consider. Not obviously, like I said, not to scare people, but just to be mindful of it, you know, keep an eye on that stuff. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, thank you. And um, we look forward to maybe having you join us again to talk about um, life after the babies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I would love to. Like I said, they're two years old now, so this is fun and I'm sure three is going to be even better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com.